From the studios of Tucson Business Radio X, recorded in the Stewart Title Corporate Offices on Broadway, you are now listening to The Mark Bishop Show. And now here's your host, Mark Bishop. And welcome to another show. Dr. Ingrid Taylor is a veterinarian and research associate for people for the ethical treatment of animals. Peter, as we know. Welcome, Dr. Taylor. Thank you. Thank you for having me on today. Well, a wealth of scientific evidence supports the fact that animals are aware of the world around them and experience a full array of emotions, including fear, love, joy, curiosity, loneliness, and pleasure. Now, despite all of the evidence from scientific studies funded by NIH that animals are sentient, and despite a wealth of modern-day alternatives, the agency continues to fund deadly experiments on them. Studies prove to be this right, Doc? Yes, absolutely. Um, well, most people live with dogs, cats, and other animals. They intuitively know that these animals experience an array of complex emotions. But what most people don't know is that there is a wealth of scientific evidence that's supporting the sentience of animals other than humans. And... Um, one thing that PETA would like to achieve is to bring this scientific information to the public so that people realize that not only um, what they know intuitively with their own companion animals is true, but it's also been corroborated by scientific research. Well, more than 2,500 studies, you know. I mean, I didn't realize that uh, they even experienced jealousy, resentment, and empathy, you know? I mean, Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> There really hasn't been an emotion identified in humans that hasn't also been identified in animals. Well, now in response to this practice, Peter is calling on the government to acknowledge that animals are, are living, feeling beings and, you know, get to the end of animal experiments once and for all. Peter is asking the NIH to begin by immediately reviewing the ethics of using sentient animals in biomedical behavioral and psychological experiments. You know, the point is, though, Dr. People say, well, if we don't use them, how do we know we're going to be able to develop stuff for humans? Well, there are already a lot of human relevant research methods that have been developed, and these include devices like organs on chips, sophisticated uses of human stem cells, genomics and proteomics, imaging, and computer modeling. And all these things can replace animals in experiments. Um, there has already been a device that uses human lung cells to study the health effects of inhaled substances. And this mimics what actually occurs in a human lung. Mm. And this can replace the use of rats who are forced to inhale toxic substances. Uh, now, that information you just shared with us, Doctor, that's all on the Peter website too, isn't it, for, for listeners to read? That's correct. We have um, listeners can search for um, a document called the Research Modernization Deal, which discusses many of these alternatives and also discusses areas where replacements have already been taking place. And uh, people can also go to PETA.org and they can search for the Sentience Project and they can sign a letter to the NIH asking them to conduct an ethical review and consider sentience and stop experimenting on sentient animals. 
Dr. Taylor, what I'd like to do is I have a list here of various animals I'd like to go through with you. Let's look at some specific examples, if we can. Uh, feelings that include, sure. like rats, for instance. Rats demonstrate remorse for bad decisions. Uh, they'll forego treats to help another rat in need. Giggle when tickled. Yeah, it's amazing. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, rats and mice, those are two of the most widely experimented on animals in the world. And the kinds of experiments that are conducted on them are just, um, they're just some really horrible experiments. They're exposed to toxic substances. They have um, electrodes implanted into their brains. They have drugs injected into their brains. They're exposed to repeated electric shocks to induce fear and anxiety. Uh, mm -hmm. And they really, they demonstrate a lot of very complex emotions, um, including the ones that you've already mentioned. But um, rats will, for example, they will turn down a chocolate in order to help another rat who is in need, <laughs> which is just a really amazing Isn't example it? of empathy. You know, and, and mice, they woo their mates with high-pitched love songs. <laughs> Absolutely. And one of the examples I really love because I'm a fan of goats is that goats who are rescued from neglect will show optimism, which demonstrates not only an, an ability to recognize that their situation has improved, but also demonstrates hope for the future. Wow. Well, I've got a few more here. Let's have a look at them. Sheep, they recognize pictures of fam uh, familiar faces. They show anger, boredom, disgust and happiness. And chickens become upset when their chicks are stressed. And they try to soothe them. Absolutely. And these, again, are all animals that most people may not immediately associate with experimentation. But all of these animals are used in experiments um, where their suffering in these experiments is just as meaningful to them as our suffering would be to us. Well, let's dive into the water here. Let's take cuttlefish firstly. Experience REM sleep and may dream like humans. And hermit crabs, they're aware of pain. And good old octopuses, they've mm -hmm. planned daring escapes from aquariums, making their moves when they know they aren't being closely watched. There's three alone out of the depths of Ahab the Arab. <laughs> it's amazing. Right. Yeah, absolutely. There's a lot of amazing examples out there. And prominent scientists agree that animals don't have to have brains that look like ours. So in the example of octopuses and cuttlefish, their brains don't look like ours, but they can still experience emotions and they can still experience an awareness. Um, and in 2012, a group of scientists got together and recognized this in the Cambridge Declaration of Consciousness, which recognizes that mammals, birds, and cephalopods, which are the family of cuttlefish and octopus, possess the capacity for consciousness and emotions. Isn't that amazing? And, and you know, I know pigs because I've got friends that have them as pets, would you believe, but they engage in uh, complex play, uh, devising games with toys and other animals. Uh, you know, that there's another good one. Absolutely. Pigs are amazing, and they are, they are really amazing animals. Wonderful companions to people, but also emotional beings in their own right. How many animals are subjected to um, biomedical and, and psychological experiments each year, do you think? Well, around 100 million are used and killed annually in uh. the United States in laboratories. Yeah, and that includes rats, mice, dogs, cats, birds, sheep, and pigs, um, among many 
uh, that are among many of the species that are used in these painful and frightening and lethal experiments. Mm -hmm. Can you give me a few examples of animal sentience? Absolutely. So, so sentience, again, is the conscious awareness of emotion. So um, we can talk a little bit about birds, which we haven't touched on yet. So they have a lot of um, examples in bird species that, that exhibit sentience. Um, many species of birds have been seen playing, and ravens even take it a step further where they engage in organized play, which is a complex social interaction that also demonstrates empathy. Um, mm. Birds will also demonstrate contagious yawning, which is a marker of empathy in that's also recognized in humans and primates. And is this out of the report on animal sentience, uh, what PETA is hoping to achieve? The report on animal sentience was put together by PETA scientists. It looks at the available evidence that is out in the scientific literature on sentience, and it puts together a review of some of the species that are used in experiments on animals. So um, it looks at some of the species that we, we've touched on in this podcast, like sheep and pigs and birds, um, mice and rats, um, and maybe some of the other species that people don't necessarily always associate with being subjected to experiments. Well, I learned a lot out of today's chat. I can tell you now, uh, listeners, go to peter.org, www.peter, P-E-T-A, dot org o-r-g simple and you'll be able to read a lot of this stuff um now in closing you um you know you research biomedical experiments that use animals and provide expert opinions on pain management as well uh, experiment protocols and other welfare issues you know you have to liaise with government regulatory agencies universities and corporations i mean when you start all this stuff doctor i mean do they roll their eyes or what or is there more and more genuine interest now well, we always hope to have a positive reception um, to when when we approach um, governments and universities. Um, and I would say there's a variety in responses. Um, I would say that one of the major stumbling blocks that we face is that there is an entrenched attitude that we've always done animal experiments, so we need to keep doing them. And that's really something that needs to change through communication and through the kind of work that PETA does, because there are so many alternative options and there are young and up and coming, very smart scientists who can be working on these options and developing more alternatives, even more than we already have available to replace animals and experiments. So, um, so part of it is really working against this mentality that's that's kind of stuck in. We've always done it this way, so we need to keep doing it this way. Yeah. But we really know better now. That's good. Great job. I mean, Peter does a marvelous job. I'm I'm a great advocate for you. Uh, you spent several years thank in you. clinical veterinary practice and served in the Air Force. So thank you for your service. Oh, thank you very much. All right. That was Dr. Ingrid Taylor. Uh, the Research Associate for People for Ethical Treatment of Animals. And what a wonderful job she does. Thank you, Doctor. All the best for the new year. Thank you so much.